spicier than Magic Mike playing Gambit, it's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast we play and do every week on the Laser Time Network. It, it feels like play because we have so much fun, and that includes me, nice the host, Henry Gilbert, that's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, on Twitter. Yeah, your sound. Woo! God damn it. Every <laughs> week that gets longer. No. And on this you're thinking, uh, you're thinking of the driving music. Yes. <laughs> this, this is a good way to introduce everybody. <laughs> and on this warm summer day we have Chris Antista. That's right, Henry, I'm here with you, having read almost no comics once again. But I know somebody else here has read a few comics. I read two. Dave read two. That's right, Dave Rudden read two. Yeah. The Walking Dave. I guarantee this will be a good show, Mona Me. <laughs> Were you doing the, the gator from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the actual show? I was trying to be Gambit. Uh, oh. Cajun? That yeah. gator has a name. Uh, Leatherhead. There you go. Yeah, I remembered it. And that voice correcting me was Brett Elston. Living, pe- living peanut gallery. Brett <laughs> Elston. Uh, that leather. I forget the name of the actual cook. That TV cook from like PBS and stuff who would say, "I guarantee this will be good." Julia like, Child. Yeah, it was definitely Julia, Julia Child. Child. <laughs> Mister F- <laughs> Food. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, Food Son. We had some fun. Captain had, Cook. We had some fun in the last week, I'd say, in the in the post in the post Ant Man world, and we're how honestly, do you even live? Like, how do you go on in the post Ant Man world, knowing that Ant Man won't be coming soon anymore, and mm-hmm. we'll have to think of something else? But is the next Marvel movie Civil War? Yeah, Civil War in May. Jesus. Yep. And outside of Fantastic Four, which oh, is, which sounds yeah. great. I have more hope for it than I ever did, which was zero before. I, been, that, that last trailer, reading, I have more than zero. Yeah, I've been yeah. reading too many fucking rumor articles. That's what I've been reading. Yeah. Rumors of him sabotaging his own production, being indecisive and difficult to work with, yeah. and the the news that I think has been since. Uh, hey, whoa! Are recanted. you getting into the news? Oh, oh sorry. Okay. Oh no, no about about Fantastic Four. That, the, the review embargoes lift on four p.m. the day the movie comes out. What is that allowed? Mm, but uh, people will mm, go see it before four p.m. That's different than a game embargo because I think they, if a, a game embargo at midnight makes sense because mm-hmm. if you got that Everybody game bought it at midnight or whatever mm-hmm. yeah and You're a sucker it, but if you it would take you so long it. to play through it mm-hmm. that you would never get a review up that day mm-hmm. whereas a movie review at 4pm makes no sense because you could go to a midnight screening and get that true. shit done by it's true. by 7am yeah but I think it's the same as somebody who pre-orders a game they're going to a midnight screening they were all in from yeah. the day one it's, they weren't well, going to not midnight see because it because nobody's going to no, nobody's going to be standing in line for <laughs> Fantastic Four at midnight see a review and go well I'm out of here. <laughs> well, this changes everything. If Peter everything. Travers doesn't like this, then I'm out of here. Even I'm calling an unsick to work. Even if the review <laughs> had every wrong thing that I worried about it, I'd still, if I was already standing in line, I'd say, maybe this guy's wrong. I gotta <laughs> no, see this for myself. I just, it's, it, it, the articles I've read, which are many, are an example of Fantastic Four schadenfreude, which mm-hmm. I don't fucking care for. You, yeah. you, if you like Fantastic Four, don't actively root against it when you know nothing. Mm-hmm. Let's just wait. Let's hang tight. Well, I have no, I have no reason to root for it. So I I'm, love the Fantastic Four. No, I do too. I just I, mean like I have no reason to root for this movie. But I have like other than like some weird desire to want it to fail. I'm like we want it to fail because we want it to go back under the Marvel umbrella. Sure, yeah, exactly. but here, here's the thing though with that. Exactly. I'm, I'm kind of like. The Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point is all building around Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And as far as the Infinity Gauntlet was concerned, neither the X-Men nor the Fantastic Four were major players of any kind. They were in it. They were not. No, they, were they weren't. Cy- Wolverine and Cyclops had moments, and that's it. They, they weren't and the decided. Fantastic Four were all gone. They were all dead. So mm. they have, like, no real stake in this thing. So that's why I'm like, so meanwhile... For- <sighs> 
what they can do with a, a unified Fantastic Four and X Men mm-hmm. universe is they could finally do a proper Dark Phoenix. Mm. Yeah, that. Could or work they there. can bring in the Shi'ar. They can they can do all that crazy shit mm-hmm. that and it, or Annihilus or like I, and they can do weird cool I, shit. I do wonder if Marvel's deal with them allowed them to create a shared universe for X Men and Fantastic Four, or if Marvel the can deal, say like, hey, prob- we gave you a deal for one thing I'm and sure, the other thing. I'm sure. Tw- that when those deals were made, they weren't thinking about shared cinematic universes. They were thinking about Probably instant not. easy money. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Marvel needed it bad right. in two thousand. So they've already said that they might do that, didn't they? they like, might. I swear, yeah. I thought I read that. Somewhere. And again, have you seen the trailer for Doomed? Mm-hmm. Doomed, the Superman Lives documentary. Did I talk about that here last yeah, week? Yeah, you talked about it last week. The documentary behind the scenes of the making of the original Fantastic Four movie from nineteen ninety four, ninety two. That was remarkably good. It's. I don't know. It, it's it, fa- it's, it's warts and all is completely acceptable. It's no more or less dated than any movie that came out in that era. And it's a better I mean, FF movie than the other two. Uh, it's less embarrassing. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. read a uh, interview with Peyton Reed because mm-hmm. you know he's doing all these interviews, and he was originally on for uh, the Fantastic Four film, the Tim Story one that ended up doing. And he said that when he was he was working on it, and then when he met with them, he was like, "Oh, these characters are so important to me. I think we should do this. I think we should do this." And he said that the executives at the time were just coming back at him with like, "No, this has to be as middle of the road as possible. You got to do this." Like he mm-hmm. he said he he made it sound like he was not surprised they ended up with the film it was because that's what the executives wanted, not Tim Story anyway. Mm-hmm. And so Peyton Reed wouldn't have done a better job with it because it would have still been the same bosses over have. him. He could not have. Yeah, that movie is really bad, and I, I love having streaming it next streaming week. It next on, week. Uh, yeah, Patreon, matri- just five dollars oh a month, my. you get to watch that along with us. Also, speaking of Magic Mike, we saw Magic Mike XXL. Brett, it was we? great. It really was, man. Like, like, and I and I made the sort of joke, but like I have not been in a theater where everyone in the room was as into a movie and as vocal <laughs> about it, except when Thanos cameoed at the end of Avengers. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> the whole movie. Granted, it was mostly ladies, but, mm-hmm. like, that movie was, like, legit good, like, period. Like, mm-hmm. it was so much fun, and it's, like, the male dancers, yeah, it doesn't do anything for me, the same thing as doing for everyone else in this audience, <laughs> but I can still be like, these guys are really good. Like, yeah. they're good dancers, they're fit, and they're athletic, and, and like, you can that, laugh that, when stuff's funny. Yeah, and, and, and it's just a silly, fun movie that also mm-hmm. doesn't have a bunch of artificial, like we got to raise enough money or the orphanage is going to close. It's just like, let's go out and have one more great time. Yeah. I wanna, I'm going to swing my dick in one concentric circle. <laughs> let's drive up to Myrtle. No, fun. the plot is oh. let's, let's yeah. drive up to Myrtle Beach yeah. and then make some money and Myrtle. dance for a bunch yeah. of women. And, and, it, and there's no like easy, like, no easy out like gay jokes or yeah. mm-hmm. clown no people bitches or like yeah. nothing. It's just like everyone that walks in this movie can have a great time and yet it's still like this kind of raunchy profanity filled movie mm-hmm. and I was like this is fun as hell and it's also just infectious being in a theater where everyone is enjoying it are there hoots yeah. and hollers oh yeah oh yeah there or were just, like man were there like, both yeah like the dancer uh, who I think he was on say so think you can dance or uh, oh yeah twi- twitch twitch yeah, he yeah, opens yeah. the door and I hear this lady like three seats down and it's like it was so refreshing to be in a movie where like this is all eye candy not directed at me and it was all it was so fun to watch a movie that was like everyone in the theater is getting something out of it and normally they have to put up with cameras up women's asses Mm -hmm. and it's like not in the Marvel movies they've been almost too good about that but then even as me from from a guy's point of view I'm like I still get to see a bunch of like hot girls in tiny clothes getting flipped around and putting compromising poses so it's like on bonus time hearing all of our lady friends talk 
talk the same way we do on podcasts about this Beefcake Man movie was fucking awesome. It's <laughs> it like was great. It's the most I've ever shut up. In and then that, <laughs> and then that dude settled up into our conversation. Yes. Yeah, well, I think it was because he maybe at his um, maybe at his like pickup artist classes they told him like you gotta go magic mic this is a magic time for us you go outside the theater when ladies leave the magic mic they're ready for whatever man they're all lubricated yeah i don't know about all that but uh that was a great movie it was really fun like i went in just going like i'm along for the ride i have no i don't care and it was also just like the way it was shot like like none of the music was soundtrack. <laughs> it's all music that's playing on somebody's stereo or car Wait, radio. Pointed out, uh, Duel of Fates is in the film for some. Duel of Fates for like a split second, and I laughed so loud. <laughs> and like diegetic music. Were they yes. licensing nah, with their cocks? No. Oh, no, but it's just they, so, and it's so ridiculous and so fun. Like I had such I, a great time. Yeah, I Kevin watched Nash that fucking great. movie. I have a uh, superhero related question for this. Mm-hmm. How many of the dancers have played superheroes, supervillains? Well, mm-hmm. Kevin Nash. Was Kevin Shredder. Nash played the. Well, he also he played the, the Russian, Russian in, in Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Channing Tatum is um, going to be Gambit, okay. or will he? Was, Let's save be. that for the news. Uh, and what about I don't think any Amber Heard hasn't uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is on yeah. Gotham sort of as Catwoman or a catish woman Donald Glover almost took the role of Spider-Man before yeah. the internet yeah. turned out to be racist and Elizabeth Banks played Betty Brant what about Joe Mon- oh, wow, Manja Joe Montagna Joe- he yeah. was the funniest dude in the fucking movie I thought yeah. he was a superhero is he the Cheetos point. water guy yeah yeah dude he was Cheetos great water water he was great man right, the Cheetos water scene is pretty that. great I can't kill Cheetos water water guy <laughs> that's all the uh, that bit is great like that oh it was so much fun like that yeah. is one of the funnest most fun theater experiences I've had in a long time you guys gotta see it I think you'll learn a lot about women by going to that too like, like it, uh, it, it is a movie mostly starring men talking mm-hmm. to other men but it's just it is for women mm-hmm. but it like as as allegedly the target the not the target audience, mm-hmm. straight white man who has no like. I don't, I'm not at that in the dancing per se and whatever. Like I don't it's care. Not what I've seen. <laughs> what? It's just on the dance floor. Like water. <laughs> but oh yes, Tatum remarkable is a, man. Channing Tatum is an amazing. He dancer can too. fucking dance, and just, it was just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, like All that right. first scene is like the most ridiculous one in the movie. I mm-hmm. want to know, and, and everyone laughed, and it deflated the whole tension in the room. <laughs> and it's like, all right, everyone's just here to have a good time. I and know you could drink in the theater. If the listeners so. miss newsroom talk at this point, <laughs> all right, let's. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it for eight weeks, Henry. Uh, all right. Let's talk about what you've been reading. Mm. And uh, I have four comics I read. Has anybody else read any? I, but I, have, I haven't read them, but I've been strongly encouraged to check out a bunch of the couple of new DC things. Yeah. Cyborg, chief among them. I, I have gotten I the first issue of Cyborg, but I have not read it yet. Mm-hmm. I've heard very good things about it, too. I can't imagine a world where I'm into Cyborg, and that's why I'm intrigued by all the positivity coming off Well, of it. but you liked him in Teen Titans, the cartoon show, right? Not familiar. Oh, really? No. You didn't watch that show? No, I was an adult. It's a good show. <laughs> okay, was this when you uh, were also watching Hanna Barbera? I'm just trying or? to find yeah. an excuse. <laughs> yeah, boy, Look, that's know, a mean card to play on this it was, show. It was. I know. I played WarioWare all day today. Like when Hanna and Barbera invented Bugs Bunny, I stop! Was, whoa, whoa! A, a momentous. Oh, hey, time like, out! Time out! I mean, I mean, the, the pioneers of animation. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, the way they loop those backgrounds no. when they run like that's yeah. that's so economical and that's smart. That's how you make it. Te- uh, that's how you make television cartoons for Chris. Yeah. For yeah. work, work smarter, not harder. Come on. Mm. Every Hanna Barbera cartoon is a fucking science project. It's not <laughs> something to be enjoyed. Yeah, that, and they all are the same. They're all the it's same. Like Pixie and Dixie, Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, they're all interchangeable. Tell me the difference between Quick Draw McGraw. He's a horse with a alter ego, so a superhero character named El Cabong. Yeah, there's El yeah, Cabong. Yeah, that's cool. I yeah. like that. I remember liking his personality. And that is literally the only character I remember the name of. What about Augie Doggy, Doggy Daddy, Snagglepuss, Jabberjaw? I remember yeah, Jabberjaw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they're all Jabberjaw. Well, and also when all literally their characters. literally like you're having a stroke when you're saying all those names. Well, no, all their characters <laughs> are also just ripped off from cartoons. Yeah. Like, it's the same. It's that speech from the Itchy and Scratchy episode uh, of The Simpsons, but... Detective Children, Talking Animal, or Car. (laughs) I've seen it all, baby. Stick out your thumb! One season. Well, I read a couple DC books, too. What's that happen? Uh, I read Superman 42, which is the second part of The Truth, or Before the Truth, where it reveals how Lois found out his secret identity and then revealed it to the world. And it's really interesting. Uh, Gene uh, Young, I believe his name is, he's Mm -hmm. been doing a very good job as a writer i think it's um and it's this interesting thing that i had stopped reading new 52 for because i really liked i liked the relationship between lois and clark Mm -hmm. and there was this big distance between them especially when he started dating wonder woman sure she gets very jealous but now in this one in this story like she is dating or her and superman are hanging out and Mm -hmm. having conversations they never have and i don't think it's a spoiler to say she finds out a secret identity and they can actually talk for a change Mm -hmm. and this wall between them is gone but the one thing i i think is just as a guy reading it that i'm like superman superman got his new solar flare power Mm -hmm. and now it's like it's a new toy he wants to use all the time because he just said Mm -hmm. he like he gets in like two fights. He's like, I'm going to solar flare. And I was like, no, Superman. This makes you vulnerable for at least a day. Like, mm. you can just fly fast and punch them. Don't use the solar flare. <laughs> what is it like? He burns out all the energy he yeah, has. He yeah. is a solar battery. And so he blasts out all his battery with a supernova. Like when the human torch goes supernova. Right. And mm. the planet is okay with this? Or? <laughs> That's, it just How do the burns. people of Metropolis feel about so, this? Yeah. This sounds kind of like a euphemism for masturbation. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's depleting his essence, surely. Yeah. And, and, Superman and, is and, in he, the and he doesn't want to do anything for the minute or so after he's done it. And then he starts. And, and then when he does it too much, he starts to become more angsty. His mom can't <laughs> find any of her towels. And then he goes blind. <laughs> what well, you socks? Come and on, Lois guys. walked in on him doing it once and got really embarrassed. <laughs> That's when she knew he was Superman. She's like, "Oh, you're Superman. I see this." Uh, but it's a good book. Uh, it's also it's got art by John Romita Jr., which I both love and hate because I think he is the greatest spot. One of the top five greatest Spider-Man artists of all time. But I'd also say that he's really great on Spider-Man because the mask obscures his face. And there's something John Romita Jr. does with cheekbones especially when he draws faces. It's just distracting. Yeah, I don't like it. They they just have very plain faces, all of them. I don't know. It's 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 strange, but it was it's it's been a good book. I've been enjoying it more than any than any new Fifty Two Superman story since then. Hmm. Uh, then also, I read uh, Bombshells Number One or DC Bombshells Number One. Mm-hmm. So this is really interesting thing that uh, so you I don't know if you've seen those toys like around Comic Con or in shops called the Bombshell DC Bombshells figures, yes. which. They, in case you haven't seen them, they recreate classic DC women as uh, as 1940s style pinups, mm-hmm. and or well, not pinup like they're not naked or even like 
super undressed, but it's just their costumes are designed in the style of. Oh, I think I saw some. Yeah, of and they're they look fun and all, but so then now that it's got its own book, and the interesting thing is, at least on the first issue, they hired two women to write and draw it. So mm. then it gets this, you know, it's this one fun thing of like you can have you can have your cheesecake and eat it too. Like it, you don't have to feel like ah, oh, this is just some guy's jerk off fantasy you're reading. Yeah. Like mm. this is not the right place to bring it up. I uh, saw a bunch of those because I went into GameStop out of um, boredom oh. this week, uh-huh. and we have a two-story GameStop. We're oh, yeah. all big gamers here. Is you probably one, know that. That's the one that has like the the PS4 um, yeah. button things in front. Buttons that's, displayed yeah. on each window. It's huge. It's their one. Of, you know, it's a flagship store for them. This store has like it was has always been pathetic, and like uh-huh. Dave, you've ever been there? It's like nobody is ever in there. Yeah. And there's two stories to it, and they're like clearing out all Wii and Xbox 360 stock. With a fucking vengeance. Yeah, they and stick ha- it in the ba- like the bottom. Floor. They did. They did, but they've also half the store. Half the store, top floor, is pop figures, mm. bombshells, amiibos. So it's it, just the toy, dude. Floor. It is. It wow. is all adult toys in uh, a adult different toy. way. <laughs> not a marital aid. There, it's like like all, like I would say a good third of the store now is toys for us. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> toys are us. Toys <laughs> for <laughs> us by us. Mm. Fubu, to- Fubu toys. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, Put, uh, no, but, me on yeah, I like I like where it's going. The first book is Batwoman, mm-hmm. and so it's her, and it takes place in it takes place in 1940, where America has entered the war a couple years early, and so they're in World War II in 1940, and all the men are off to war, and so the men who would have been superheroes aren't in America to become superheroes, so all the superheroes are women. Mm-hmm. They were the first superheroes of the DC universe in this universe. And so Batwoman is like shown saving Bruce Wayne mm. uh, from his parents being killed. Mm. And she then is this. Why base- wasn't his dad off fighting in the war? Uh, he's a rich guy. He could get. He could, uh, he's not going to get drafted. Yeah. This is the America. Uh, but she saves them, and then she's you know playing a baseball game, and so it's a bit. It pulls in you know what was that uh, League of Their Own? It's yeah. like a League of Their Own, but with superheroes. And then like she's also living at home with her secret lesbian whatever. And and then Amanda Waller shows up, and it's just it's really neat. I liked it so far. It was a fun little book, ninety nine cents. Because it's one of their digital exclusives. So, a good read. A good read. Uh, and so, yeah, those are the two DC books. I had not read any Marvel this week. But I I also read two side books uh, that were supplied to me by helpful listener Casey. Thank you. Uh, one is Gem and the Holograms 5. <laughs> I, would all, I, would never, I don't think I'd ever pay for it. But it was fun to just re- read through it pretty quick. Uh, so man, here's the crazy thing in this one, man. The gem and the holograms. This is how the movie should be. They're man. only slightly outrageous. Uh, well, no. So the you know gem and uh, the holograms definitely have a, still have a rival gang. The in misfits. The, uh, the misfits. And so they're just getting to know the misfits. Dancing. And they're just getting to know the misfits. But on the misfits is Stormer, their drummer, mm-hmm. and then there's Kimber in the holograms, who is also the little sister of uh, Jem. And Kimber and Stormer are now dating. What? But they're like star-crossed lovers because they no. their bands hate each other, but they love each other. And so it's a fun. Uh, I, it was a it was a cute little addition to the world. My drummer. Yeah. <laughs> My j- and uh, I, it was nice. I think if you if you ever liked Gem and the Holograms, I think it's the kind of book that's made. It I is made loved. for young people today, but I think also people who watched Gem cartoon, and the Holograms in the eighties. The cartoon would like it. is that and Inhumanoids are two of the remarkably not trash cartoons. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
You said that before. Yeah. You actually had an opinion on the trailer, which I thought was impossible for someone. I mean, I don't have a, the holograms. I don't have a big opinion because, mm-hmm. like, I'm not invested in it. But like, mm-hmm. I rewatched some episodes of Jim when they showed up on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it's like this is fine. And when like, instead they just turn her into a YouTube star, like, which which yeah. on its face is like okay, that's a contemporary thing that I think is kind of eye rolly, but. It was more like it's. I mean, I didn't see. Is that even out? Did it happen yeah. already? No, no well, I heard it's months away. I already okay. heard about the ending. It was spoiled. What? Uh, what? Everybody hits like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, uh, Good one. But I was gonna say like it. Presu- it, it looks like it strips <laughs> a lot of the fun sci-fi stuff away, <clears throat> and. I mean, well, who knows? Back in the I 80s, don't really care. back in the eighties, the holograms were the advanced technology. Right. Now it is like people don't care about holograms; <laughs> they care about a streaming yeah. video. Well, ironically, if you could make a hologram for real, it would be really groundbreaking and amazing. If yeah. you could convince people it was a real person in the room so, with you, jam in the holodex. Yeah, <laughs> we still we gave up on that because that Sega game I think set everybody back. Uh, time uh, traveler. Yeah, we got a Tupac hologram, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're getting lots of holograms mm-hmm. these days. I guess that's true. Elvis or. Mm-hmm. Hatsun Maiko. Hatsune <laughs> Miku. Come on. And then lastly, I read Southern Bastards number 10, which was really Isn't great. Is that the start of a new tale? Uh, no. So 8 was the end of uh, the four-issue boss yeah. uh, pr- uh, uh, origin. Mm-hmm. But after that is four, I think it's going to just be four single-issue stories mm. about the rest of the cast. Like... Uh, I forget what eight was about, or I forget what nine was about. No, nine was about the sheriff, the mm-hmm. the sheriff who used to be the quarterback, mm-hmm. and then uh, ten, which just came out, was about Rebel, the crazy guy who yeah. who's like, I can be the defensive coordinator, but he's really just like the the rabid dog they sick on people, and mm. it's a really interesting just like travel w- along with this guy and inside his crazy brain, and. Uh, there's one scene at the beginning that, like, I think it is the first time I've seen in an image comic, penetrative sex. Like, literally, like, a penis in a vagina. Really? Like, they just have it on panel. Like, Pre-order yeah. renewed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also what's keeping it from being on Google Play and, and uh, iTunes. You have to just buy it on Comixology. But... You don't have to do that anyway. Well, which one is the humans? Um, what imprint? It's IDW. Or no, it's it's Image as yeah, well. It's image. Ah, because that yeah. one had uh, that had blowies. It did, oh, but yeah. it was more like, what was it in the mouth? Yeah. All right. Mm. right, what? right. Yeah, yeah, there was. There was no, <laughs> but again, no penetration. Thanks yeah. for let's thanks for dealing that with in such a mature way. <laughs> no it's got blowies. Uh, oh, and I did read I did read some of the. Um, Steven Universe uh, mm-hmm. collection, the first six, five or six issues of that. It's fun. It's a fun little book. If you like Steven yeah, Universe, just, I, I, I think I've never loved. Uh, a comic adaptation of a kid show yet. yeah I, like I, i've had minor flirtations with b and puppy cat adventure time um mm. I, invader zim i was excited about just because that doesn't exist in any other form <laughs> um really like yeah. really recommending invader zim by the way i want to see that catch but, on in the cartoon comeback but when it's a concurrent tv show yeah. with a comic then the comic can't do stuff the tv show would do as- you, you kind of know it's like well is this where the b team goes well, and also that Steven Universe yeah. is becoming so continuity-focused, like mm-hmm. one episode leads to the next. And so if they can't explore that, then they just have to kind of be on pause. and just like silly little scenes. What the hell is up with their five episodes at a time release think, schedule? That it seems insane. I think it was because they identified that they had five-episode chunks that really did like directly reference each other all mm-hmm. the time. And so they figured... Let's just put them all together so people can remember when we reference stuff from five episodes ago. And also, the show just got like, they just stopped caring about lesbian subtext. They're like, nah, they're just lesbians. Like, they just all, like, yeah, they, 
this I, one character well, I would is bet in you love they with the numbers character. on stuff and like I've, mm-hmm. I I haven't seen a kid wearing a Steven Universe shirt yet but many many adults yeah mm-hmm. I think too I I think too that we've crossed into the world where it's cool to have have non-sexual lesbians on a kid show mm-hmm. but I think it's still like there's gay guys is a different thing for it's gross thing yeah well, we, don't, we don't approve of that on this show <laughs> Uh, but that's all I read. But Dave, any new listeners know that I'm joking? I just uh, want to point that out. <laughs> Jesus, uh, I read two things this week. Let, uh, I guess I'll start off with my not homework. This is my okay. uh, my extra credit. Whoa, Dave. <laughs> uh, it was something that that you've recommended before. Uh, Box Brown's uh, Andre the Giant biography. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to read that. It's really good. I can lend yeah. you my copy. It it flies by super fast. Yeah, too. it like it's uh, it's pretty thick, but it's yeah, it's just such an easy read, and it's very. Mm. It's not a very intricately designed comic, mm-hmm. so you don't mm-hmm. feel like going through. You can go put through a page really fast and not feel like you missed anything. Mm. Which and is sto- the opposite of the other thing I read. Stories <laughs> of Andre the Giant are so interesting, yeah. and then to illustrate them, and also not to tell the whole story, but funny that this week in the news is story of a of a famous pro wrestler saying the N word yep. because no. there is a story of Andre the Giant saying the N word yep. in that book. But he, he does he is for he is forgiven by the end. Yeah. By the person he said it to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I did buy it before the, all of that Hulk Hogan stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was kind of anxious about reading it on the bus because I was like, is someone going to try to rope me into a conversation about, like, uh, this guy wrestled Hulk Hogan, who was a racist, and I'm, I just don't want to deal with it. So I was like, I, <laughs> don't like brothers, so brother. So I, I read a book called Punk Rock Jesus yeah. instead <laughs> on the bus. Yeah. To make a, to make a cool statement. Because you can't offend Christians. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah, I, I I really thought that the Andre the Giant biography was charming. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really learned that much that you I know, had. You, that you I know all that shit. Yeah, like most of the like things in the uh, appendix at the end are mm-hmm. like, oh, that that's the same episode of Legends of Wrestling yeah. that I watched. That's yep. that wrestler's biography I read. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's that's the shoot interview I I probably got information from. I still think it's an awesome way to page, to but to it's uh, just, to. To bring out a biography. Yeah. And I, I'm surprised more people haven't jumped on that. I know there's a bunch yeah. of that stuff that I haven't yet uncovered. The hip-hop history stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, the presidents, I believe, all have biography comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all look fun. Really well. That look really good. So, yes. The other thing I read was uh, my most recent Dave's homework. Yes. Uh, Punk Rock Jesus. What do you think? I liked it. Uh, I, I, I didn't it. love it, I but I really liked it. It got a bit... Preachy. Yes. Uh, and then I read the author's thing at the end, which mm-hmm. was like, I've been an atheist my whole life, but I spent a month. Uh, it, <laughs> like, did you do that just so you could make this comic? I was a little bit uh, weird about that. The story of, what's his name? Frank, the, the bodyguard? bodyguard. Yeah. I don't know. It was that. not that well developed. Uh, and I, I didn't know. really care for his backstory. I style. didn't want to see more of it, but I did like the idea that he comes from a conflicted Catholic yeah. upbringing and is now asked to do this mm. seemingly a, a not a religious non-religious anti-religious yeah. thing, mm-hmm. uh, and is not really all that conflicted about it. But I, I just loved his character. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, now, why don't we assign Ooh, you some new homework? Getting new books. I yeah. I brought five books of my own this time. Ah, uh, so Dave's homework, volume two, the Henry side. I know which one I'm going to demand that you take. All right, so. Chris saw it on the bottom, yeah. but don't, mm-hmm. let's start from the top here. There's the Fantastic Four Books of Doom, which is basically Batman Begins for Doctor Doom, a really okay. fun book. Uh, I, I would like that one, please. 
I've got uh, Justice League Volume One Origin, which is the cool uh, new Fifty Two story of the really good, Dave. the mm-hmm. creation of the Justice League. I've got Deadpool Secret Invasion, a great mm-hmm. first Deadpool book to read mm-hmm. if you're ever going to read a Deadpool book. Batman Broken City, which is a really fun mm. extra noir kind of different Never Batman book. Oh. Really good. And then lastly, <sighs> Southern Bastards Volume One, which, which is you should just take right. Now. Which I I when I picked mm. up uh, the Andre the Giant biography, I had that in my hand. I'm like, I gotta pick one, gotta pick one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Andre the Giant because it's soul story. Easy guy, I got well, it. then yeah. I guess you know what you're gonna read. Yeah, you did the right thing. Southern Bastards Volume One. I'll Dave take the rest of those. Henry. Well, I'm gonna leave them here <laughs> okay. because they're we're just gonna go through the rest of them. So, uh, uh, Brett, would you put those back over there on top I of the I call it sure. and uh, Broken City. I've never Books read of, it. Books of Doom was good, and I remember reading Broken City because it was a follow-up, like, right after. It was the thing right after Jim Lee, but it was a very different book. Yeah, it was like a year-long Jim Lee hush story, and then mm. it was followed by Azarello's Broken City. Yeah. Just so different. Very different, but it was still a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. It's a very different take on Batman. I don't think I've ever seen Batman cry that much yeah. in a book before. <laughs> but uh, well, it's in it all. You see what it's the, the like viral image Batman's going cry. around, which was a uh, a redone scene from Inside Out, where sadness is giving joy the speech. Just stay inside the circle, uh-huh. and it zooms out, and it's just Batman's head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, okay, Brett, did you read what? anything? What have you been reading? Uh, uh, I read uh, the Marvel Zombies versus Age of Ultron versus Age of Ultron. Is that what I read? I don't know. There's a new Modoc out. Oh yeah, so Modoc three is out. I didn't read it, mm-hmm. but I read one and two. Uh, yeah, it was weird. Like I thought, I thought that's what I was reading, but uh, it was zombies. But I they didn't run into any Ultron robots. So okay, I'm trying to remember it, what I read. Was it just zombies or okay, maybe? Uh, in old, the Ultron but there robots. was like a Modoc in it who was a zombie, so I was like, mm. "Wait, Modoc's supposed to be over here." The Ultrons are like the the White Walkers beyond the Wall, like in Game of Thrones, with them. the zombies. <laughs> yeah, I know that there's that's like a big up on that's some a of big the, spoiler for Game of Thrones. There talking about the White Walkers, it really isn't. Like they talk yeah. about it from the first episode. Uh, also, okay. how, yeah, how long ago was that in the fucking book? Uh, uh, yeah, about ten years ago, but still. Uh, but anyway, it's like. I mean, yeah, there's all these factions outside the wall of Doom World or whatever there is. The Ultron drone faction, there is well, the... It is very Game of Thrones. It yes, is. So you know. Oh, it is. Uh, you can you can tell... Uh, well, it's yeah. not Game of Thrones. It's typical, like, medieval fantasy with, like, a bunch of warring factions vying for control. It's very convenient to you have. Could, but, you but can kind of go the all the way stuff. back to Romance of the Three beyond Kingdoms. The, beyond <laughs> the wall stuff, but that's all like savage shit you get tossed sure, into as right. a sentence. Well, no, right, and right, they right. also, yeah, and they also talk about, well, you're from House This, and you, yes. you owe, well, I challenge him to trial by combat. Like, they, they, it is not right. the first issue has a trial, the right. second issue has trial by combat. I mean, like, I read the first two or three. Are you going to I'm not. I'm just just because I'm so well read. I read I've, I read four I've, books in the last ten years. I read all of these things <laughs> that you're talking about. It's just like it, it's pulling from a lot of places, and I don't really I, I don't remember what I read at this point. Okay, I read some more of the Doctor Strange uh, masterworks thing that I mentioned last mm-hmm. week. Dude. Real trippy dog. It, it's not trippy yet. It's just kind of fun to read these '60s uh, like origin stories that aren't as like formulaic as all the others, where like someone dies and then I get powers and I learn the Instead, it's just like he just is Doctor Strange and it takes a while before they finally get to the point of telling an origin story because mm-hmm. it's just like he's a guy who has all these magic powers and he goes on weird adventures like the first issue is him 
like going into someone's mind and meeting Nightmare, and he's like, I've got you trapped in my dream world. Wow, I didn't know Nightmare was that early. Yeah, he's he's the first one. So it's Strange Tales. But, yeah, this this is a new collection, so it's a new hardcover of Masterworks. I'll check that out. It's just so, it's just different. And, I mean, it's not like groundbreaking writing or anything. It's it's definitely that 60s Stanley. I remember. But it's that fun Stanley, like, when, when, like... When he's on point, like that, that exuberance is it works well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun in that regard. I, I read the uh, no, I watched this great Steve Dicko that Steve Dicko BBC documentary, yeah. and they're talking to this uh, American woman who was big into the you know psychedelic scene in the mm-hmm. '60s, and she talks about how big a fan she was of Doctor Strange. And her and all her friends were just thinking they, they were tripping out to acid and reading this and like, whoa, the guy who does this must do so much acid. They then find out that he's like one of the most like sober, serious, Randian, libertarian dudes around. <laughs> Looks like Michael Douglas and falling down. And they just yeah, and they just asked Steve Ditka like, <laughs> well, why did you do this? Like, well, how'd you come up with? It? He's like, I just imagined what crazy stuff would look like, and then I drew it. Like, <laughs> like he just. He still has an office just in Manhattan of like, yeah, you go to work in Manhattan, you draw things. What to do? I'm Steve Dicko. <laughs> Don't talk to anybody. No interviews. No I'm interviews. Steve Dicko. Never photograph me. Get off my property. <laughs> uh, but all right, so that's what we've been reading. I think it's about time for a break. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, we got all the lot of the big news. And uh, your answers to last week's question of the week about Ant-Man, which we'll jump into a little spoilery, but I'll give you good warning, guys. So Don't worry about it. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the break for this episode of Cape Crisis, brought to you by Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It's where everybody who likes to support the LazerTime podcasting network can help us out by going there. It's really cool, and we really appreciate everybody who's been a supporter, but every new chunk of support helps. It helps us, you know makes our lives easier it did helps us fund new ideas new new contributions all that stuff it it's it it really helps us out so yeah again if you'd like to support cape crisis and if you're a fan go to patreon.com slash laser time and pledge whatever you can a month really does help us out and and helps us be our full-time jobs you know uh, but also, if you wanted to help us out, there's links to Amazon all over lasertimepodcast.com, including this episode page. You click on any of the things there that we suggest, buy what we ask, or anything else through the links on, on Amazon. A little bit of money comes our way at no extra cost to you. It doesn't cost you anything else. You get it at the super low Amazon prices, and we get a little kickback. It helps us out, too. Also, if you haven't reviewed this on iTunes, and if you're not a subscriber... Please, please do that. Every subscription, every review helps out the show and helps it raise visibility. I really appreciate everybody who does it. I like seeing new reviews. I'd like to see more. If you got the time, please, please look into it. Uh, And lastly, now it's time for the Hank's Corner pick of the week. So this was in Dave's uh, homework pile. He didn't pick it this week, but I still wanted to talk about it. It's one of my favorites. I didn't remember until I pulled it out of the stack is uh, the books of doom. It's basically Batman begins for Dr. Doom. It tells Dr. Doom's origin story, his tale from rags to riches and how he became Dr. Doom. It's kind of a gritty take on doom as crazy as that may sound that the guy in metal armor in a green cape who takes over an entire country could somehow be gritty. And yet it is while still being true to its Jack Kirby Stanley roots. It's it's a really great book. Books of Doom, written by Ed Brubaker, you know, of Captain America, Daredevil, Velvet, 
fatale uh, criminal fame. All those great books. He wrote this four-issue miniseries, Books of Doom. And I totally suggest everybody to check it out. It is a lot of fun. All right. And you can buy that through a link on this week's episode. If you want to buy it through Amazon, we'll have a link to it on the page. And now, back to the rest of the show. Avengers Assemble! And welcome back, everybody, to the second half of this week's Cape Crisis. And let's get into the news. So we talked about him already, but let's get back into the abs of Channing Tatum. What? And that he is taking his abs away from Gambit, possibly? That's being reported. I was just trying to get more information on that. Well, there's not. It's the rap, I believe, mm-hmm. leaked it that says that Channing Tatum may have stepped away, which is really nuts because he was just on stage at Comic-Con. Like, yeah. when you're on stage at Comic-Con... Promoting a film for 2016, which is when Gambit's supposed to come out, mm-hmm. and a guy who's apparently filmed stuff to for the other X-Men film, or Deadpool, I forget which one Gambit appears in, like, you're in it! Like, you can't just quit, and why would you? Like, it's... Maybe he was so turned off by everybody else ignoring Stanley on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I will not associate I, with None of you guys at Fox care. I'm not going <laughs> to deal with this shit. I was more blown away when they said the budget for the film. What, $160 million for a Gambit solo film. It, it never... Yeah. There's a Gambit pun in there somewhere. <laughs> you could help me find it. It's uh, a big Gambit. Perfect! Let's see, you don't need to... Well, what, what was the one you wanted? Uh, Wait, let's find it. Let's find it. That's the oh, one. Damn it. Looks like this joke could have gone on for a while. It looks like this Gambit's about to explode. But not with kinetic energy, but with... Um, Development problem. Hey, Mo! Is this the All right. I don't think any of those are the right ones. Making movies can be a real gam bitch. <laughs> and that lady loved it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This, this, this does feel like a weird situation of... You never hear a dude... You don't really hear guys leaving once it's been announced because they sign people to these, you know, mega contracts that they basically own you for a decade or something. That, so, that if, yeah. if, if it's real, that might have something. I thought I saw he signed on to a fucking Ghostbusters script. He's yeah. still attached to the twenty, the Jump Him Street. Him and Pratt yeah. and uh, also more Jump Street. He's a busy boy. He's Shannon a busy Tatum. boy. And I, don't, I can just I, I can just imagine that that those people aren't as inviting to newcomers. It doesn't have the... the as in terms of money, it doesn't have the same Marvel promise mm-hmm. that I'm guaranteed to keep mm-hmm. doing this. this yeah. Thing. Well, because what X-Men solo films can they compare it to? The yeah. first Wolverine one that did yeah. not good or mm-hmm. the second one that did all right, you know? But it really shouldn't cost that much money. I think... Like, I'm, I'm, I suspect it's a negotiation yeah. tactic. Yeah. He's got other offers on the table. Maybe, Maybe give he's me still more. got a real Marvel movie. <laughs> I I could totally see Marvel Studios trying to hire him. And be like, I would hey, love quit, to see- quit your fucking Gambit movie. We'll, <laughs> I would fucking, we'll make you. Um, You'll be the new Robin. I would Kennedy love Jr. to see that happen when it gets like that. The war starts that heavy. Uh, you get some attitude actors. era shit where it's yeah. like Monday Night Wars. Of like <laughs> yeah. instead, Rick Rude appeared in both a Marvel and a DC <laughs> movie in the same oh night. Oh my God, Beast is here! Beast is <laughs> in the early in two thousands. Marvel and Fox Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, I in the I, late twenty fifteen. I really do, even though. 
even though I'm worried about how he'll handle a Cajun accent and his kind of mumbly voice, I think they would just. I think they're gonna scrap it. I think they would forego that. That's one thing in that film, like in Magic Mike. I know he's acting. This is not Channing Tatum all mm-hmm. the time in films, but like his character, just like, well, you know, I don't know if you want to do that, but like uh, whatever and stuff. And, he's the. He, but when you see him in the Jump Street movies, man, like I just fuck this guy. He's handsome and he's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Fuck that him. he has a perfect body. Yeah. Handsome face. Why do you can get dance. perfect? Oh, and he's nice, too. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Channing Tatum. <laughs> he helped that uh, deteriorating pile of bionic cells uh, <laughs> down this I do stairs. believe we had a new user this week on Vigilio Young Mummy. Named Young Mummy. <laughs> so what, what if he had all that, but it turns out he has a micro penis? Wouldn't that be a bit I mean, of a... I would be happy. I'd be totally satisfied. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. You got to trade somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of casting guys with micro penises, Chris Pine. No, no. Uh, Chris Pine has apparently been definitely signed on for the Wonder Woman film, so yeah. he's going to be Steve Trevor, Wonder Woman's boyfriend. Which I would have been happy Wonder Woman just not have a love interest in it. But yeah, why not? She might, don't she need a love don't, interest. Don't forget every, his superpower: one invisible last name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You're losing him, Dave. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But yeah, the Wonder Woman, I don't know. She doesn't need a, I guess, in the new 52, Steve Trevor's been a huge part of it as the guy that brought her to America and is like her Wait, guy. he's going to be in the Wonder Woman movie or he's going to be in he, Justice? Wonder Woman. He just oh. got cast for Wonder Woman. And if they follow okay. how it's been in new 52. Yeah, I can see that. Basically, he brings her there, and so she's like a stranger in a strange land, sure, and he's yeah, explaining yeah. stuff to her. Well, you get and, to do the Thor gags, but with Wonder Woman. Yeah, and he's basically <laughs> like her... Um, ah, she gets to be objectified this time. Fuck yeah. you, Natalie Portman. <laughs> <laughs> and she... Yeah, and, and so Steve Trevor is, you know, this government military dude who directs her to places, and I... Uh, yeah, eh, whatever. I, I mean, Chris Pine is totally at the level of handsomeness and famousness to be the love interest for Wonder Woman not to star in, though <laughs> though if he gets cast as Wonder in Wonder Woman then I don't think he'll be a Green Lantern because mm-hmm. he can't be both in that shared universe five years ago I would have thought he would have been a better Green Lantern than uh, Ryan Reynolds honestly yeah. like he'd have been a better Hal and now though the new Green Lantern might be a black man what no yeah that's um, not in my Lantern John Stewart <laughs> That Tyrese is uh, saying that he's been having meetings with Warner Brothers about playing Man, a Green Lantern. Impossible. I don't know how you turn Tyrese down. That's impossible. To, to be John Stewart. Oh, wait, no. I, was, I really was thinking of Ludacris. Like, no. No, Ludacris can't be Green No, Lantern. no. Tyrese, who Tyrese is be like the... He's the comic relief yeah, in yeah. the fa- Like, in the he's Furious great films, in the Fast and Furious movies. He's the most like, comic of comic relief. Yeah, like, he's, like, I don't know I how, guess. I mean, maybe that's a chance for him it's to like, stretch his acting. I don't yeah, know. well, he maybe. played super serious dudes before Furious. He, like, he has, baby boy, come on. Yeah. I guess, all right, I haven't come seen Come on, but I, seen I, if he doesn't at some point in the Green Lantern say, you mean to tell me? That's his <laughs> well, line every fast The movie. next film is the Green Lantern core, not the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. So it could be an ensemble film about sure. multiple Green Lanterns and John Stewart's one of them. One of them has to be the floating eyeball with legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I knew that one. I don't know. Dorp? The, uh, if, no. <laughs> Hackdorp. Um, but... You know, also, speaking of Baby Boy, I never get to talk about Baby Boy, and you brought it up. I think one of the funniest what? scenes ever is when he's he's so mad at Ving Rhames. Mm-hmm. He hates Ving Rhames for dating his mom, and then he just comes into his kitchen in the morning, and Ving Rhames is just butt naked, like, holding, holding a, a, a breakfast platter, and he's like, hey, 
What's up? <laughs> Ooh, Big and, Range is a good choice for Kilowog since we no longer have Michael Clark Duncan. Oh. He would be good. He would oh, be man. good. But and then apparently on the making of the film, John. So in the making of Baby Boy, John Singleton wanted Tyrese to do a nude scene. Tyrese wouldn't do it because he's like, Nah, man, I, I want to save this for my girlfriend or whatever. And then meanwhile, Jesus in the Bible. Meanwhile, he didn't want Ving to be naked, but Ving was like, I feel like I should go all the way in this scene. <laughs> if this scene works better if I'm naked, not in my underpants. And he just like whipped him off. This movie needs some BBC. <laughs> uh, and there was some Netflix news this week. Netflix uh, has their had their upfronts, not upfronts. Whatever they, their version of that is. Uh, no, it's the it was the television critics mm. whatever thing this week. So everybody's announcing stuff. Netflix announced the season three of BoJack Horseman. Yay. It's really good, by the way. If I, we have I love that show. All it's of so our good. shows. BoJack Horseman is excellent. And also that they might just get the Wilson twins in Fuller House after all. Uh, that's a bad idea and shouldn't How be is that going to work? Because throughout the entire show, Michelle was one person. Yeah, are exactly. they going to suddenly have both? a second Michelle? Yeah. Or are they still going to do the... I mean, they could do that, just trade I off. Like that. Well, they don't look the same anymore Which either. one do you hire? As you, see, as you see, I cloned myself and one of us can't act. Uh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they come as a package set still. I don't think yeah. you can hire one Olsen. I feel like, like they're probably different enough looking at this point that you couldn't just like switch them off between mm, scenes. Ooh, maybe they write her as her lesbian girlfriend. They're like... Uh, God damn it. Yeah, twins. Uh, but also... <laughs> her twins. twin sister, lesbian girlfriend. <laughs> uh, but that also You're just came, playing Mad Libs now. <laughs> Uh, but that also came with a Jessica Marvel Jones. news. First off, that a lot of details about Jessica Jones, which is now just Jessica Jones, not AKA Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, that it's going to be out by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And that the producers say that it's a real dark show, like, it, which if they're saying that after Daredevil, I'm like, Jesus, how much darker can you get? Mm-hmm. And, and they also said that Daredevil season two will not be R rated, even though they've got the Punisher in it, mm-hmm. though. If that if Daredevil season one wasn't R rated, like it was the farthest you can take PG thirteen yeah. possible. It was absolutely R rated. He probably said that because he doesn't have to run any of that by the MPAA. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. cannot be rated. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't need a rating. I mean, when it's you on see, a, it's on a service that requires a credit card, yes. which means you're eight, which means you're eighteen. <laughs> yeah. So get when out of my face. When you see a pile of brains plop to the ground after being squished out of a guy's head, a guy impaled himself with his own yeah. his own face. Yeah, and on in cam into camera. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up, and and awesome. I, it can only get more violent when the Punisher comes to town. So. How do they? How does Jessica Jones have her powers? Yeah. Uh, oh, you mean from the comics? Yeah, I think it was a meteorite. Classic. Uh, fine fucking meteorite. All right. Uh, but she somehow magically got them. Was a superhero for five minutes, and then right, decided to be a detective. And I can't wait to see Kristen Ritter in it. And also, they made a promise that says like they're going to have a Marvel series every six months. That's how it's going right. to work. Wow. So you can expect. Cool. So yeah, Jessica Jones by the end of the year, then the first half of next year, Daredevil season two, and then whatever. I thought Luke Cage was teased because he's in. He, yeah. Luke Cage is in Jessica Jones, but I would think they wouldn't wait more. Uh, Net, Netflix pretty much has a year exactly between seasons when mm-hmm. they post the whole thing. So that's what I expect they're going to do with Daredevil season two as well. Like they're already casting folks for season two. I thought two, they so. said that they would wait to do a two like anything in season two, I read, thought I read this. But like anything in Daredevil two would take place after this Defenders thing. Really? No, I don't think so, man. Because I read, read that like, like yesterday. That. Really? But they've cast everybody. Well, like, I know, they, but the weird, well, they haven't cast Iron Fist, which is weird. Mm. Which by okay, here's another thing. So you know how the um, 
Uh, you know how Rosario Dawson is playing the Night Nurse, except she's not the name of the old Night Nurse from right. the comics. They revealed that that's because Doctor Strange called it first, or they were going to just have the Night Nurse, mm. and then they said, okay, here's this character, what's her name? And then they are told, no, the movies have that called, you can't have that character. Huh. Oh, weird. And so they're like, all right, we'll just take this old girlfriend of Luke Cage's and just make her the Night Nurse also. Is that why she disappears for like eight episodes straight? No, I think that's probably because Rosario Dawson is a very busy yeah. film star clerks three <laughs> I have no idea. with a three in the clerks although well, now that she's over 30 <laughs> so now that she's over and 35 a and a z she may have passed her last fuckable day and right. so she's nope. not nope. now she'll play no uh, that's not true no now she'll play not. dante's mom <laughs> uh, you know but, what your problem is son <laughs> no you know also the um what the hell was that it's a weird noise that's but, like the, the block blew up yeah I, i'm no. guessing we're you can see the freeway from the window so i'm guessing a truck just crashed Jeez. oh but anyway yeah. i missed that well speaking of dr strange though they did cast the person who i they uh, people believe they've cast the person who will play the ancient oh, one man, the person I'm so excited who, for this who teaches dr strange tilda swinton yes oh yes. oh and she isn't sure if she's playing a man or a woman like I female Conan O'Brien. She's the best. <laughs> yeah, she's well. She is used to playing uh, like uh, androgynous roles. She was a star like, of Orlando, like Gabriel was, and Constantine. Yeah, real was, good. Was that her in uh, uh, Snowpiercer? Yeah. yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. awesome, dude. She's, she's great. The, she's man. so intense. Like she's I am intense. ready for her to be Ancient One or any kind of just un like otherworldly, yeah. slightly off. Like just interesting character, like that's not just yeah. I play a person in a room. It's like <laughs> yeah, I'm into I'm into that too. That's great. And uh, lastly, there was in actual comic book news, they announced the new Hercules book that's coming after Secret Wars, and it sounds pretty fun because it's like Hercules getting his shit together and just being like that. He people people telling him he's just been coasting all this time. Is it's like I am Hercules, I'm an Avenger, and like well, yeah, but what he do he's like. Mm-hmm. I drink and beat up guys. But and, this is like telling like Zeus, what are you going to do with the rest of your internal life? Like, <laughs> uh, and also they show that Hercules some has grown out of his hair some and has a man bun actually ugh. in his new design. And that they seem to be implying that he may be written as bisexual too. So because well, I feel like all those gods were yeah. yeah. But do, he's, do you move? Then I will. Jimmy Johnson's yeah. anything with a hole? No, they, yes, they all <laughs> in mythology. Yes, they all were, but they never actually okay, in the yeah, comic yeah. books. Right. He's only he's he's a womanizer. Sure, that's yeah, all he's yeah. ever been yeah he, even though the the closest they got to it was an alternate timeline wolverine and hercules showed up a few years ago and they were a couple like wow yeah uh but, slots uh she hulk series like mm-hmm. she slept with him and she was slept like, with him and just please, kicked him to please the get out of my house yeah and he's like oh this this hurts when it's done to you <laughs> this isn't fun <laughs> i loved in that book too one of the funniest things uh, is how they dealt with uh discontinuity because Chuck Austin in a crappy X-Men comic Ugh. wrote ju- Juggernaut having sex with, uh, with She-Hulk, which she would never do. She-Hulk would never do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she wouldn't. He's a bad guy and he's tried to kill, he's tried to kill Hulk before she wouldn't wow. do it. And Man, that voice. 
And so then in the She-Hulk book, people are making fun of her for having, uh, right. they're like, I heard you had sex with Juggernaut. She's like, no, I didn't. I didn't. And then she finds out that an alternate universe car- version of her came to this universe. And she's like, what? I was on vacation. Eh, who cares? And she's like, you're ruining my reputation. No, that's funny. It was it was a funny way to deal with it. But yeah. like, also, she would not have sex with Juggernaut. Uh, all right. Maybe we should get to the community segment. Oh, eh? All right. So. Talk to the audience. (laughs) (laughs) This is always death. Uh, Last week's question of the week was what you liked or didn't like about most about the Ah, Ant-Man film. So Ant-Man spoiler warning starts now, guys, because we're getting into specifics about Ant-Man. If you haven't seen it yet, I doubt you'll ever ever watch it uh, if you haven't seen it yet and you're in America. Yes, if they're in Japan or China, they haven't seen it yet. Uh, But yeah, so you got got your break time out. But Mm -hmm. anyway... By the way, I was super. I was very happy to see that it at least beat Pixels. I was like, "Thank God!" <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. It beat Pixels by like a half a million dollars, but it beat it. And Do you see the, the the thing today of like the reason some of the execs or whatever were blaming like, "Oh, why it didn't perform?" Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, video it, games." Well, no, it's like, "Oh, it's because like it didn't have the Wreck It Ralph games like Mario and Sonic." Yeah, like, that's why. They, 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 dude, these, you these had ki- fucking Donkey Kong and these Mario. kids to these kids today. Like, if we would have put Minecraft in there, they would have been put like butts in the League of Legends champion. And instead, they were just like, no, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't because this was a dumb movie that was bad. It's <laughs> so like, nobody no. wanted to see Adam Sandler. <laughs> You're talking about it had a Nintendo character, Donkey Kong. Right, but right, but the person who says that has no idea yeah. what he com- defended it. Billy Madison. What companies yes. own anything? Mm. Donkey Kong, that's stupid. Now, Mario, that's the ticket. It was like, something. What, what it, are you talking about? It was something I realized later when people. I was hearing other people say, like, oh, this is an Adam Sandler film because the posters don't tell you Adam Sandler's yeah. in it at all. They, I, I think, think they the don't Adam want Sandler you to know. movie failed because of the history and legacy of Adam Sandler films. Yeah. People are tired of Adam Sandler. There was a photo of him from the Pixels premiere. God, that, and he looks uh, sad and old and uh, tired. It was, no, I'm just, sorry, I'm po- it was I was terrible. pointing. Then to do that same thing, but then I didn't realize I'm putting right at the timeline. Yeah. Oh, right, we had an episode we fucked up this us. week. <laughs> All right, so uh, Keltar93 says, I thought it was pretty good. The stakes were nice and small. About Ant-Man. Yeah, this yeah, is about Ant-Man. Super- All about pixels. <laughs> the stakes were nice and small. I dug the creative ways uh, he used. They they used their powers in action. And Michael Pena was a brilliant addition. Yeah. I do wish Hope got more to do. That wasp suit they revealed looks pretty good. But why couldn't Hank just have been storing that inside the keychain uh, so she could put it to use during the Yellow Jacket fight? A uh, bit of a missed opportunity, I'd say. I honestly think that would have been too much. I like the idea of seeing more of her in the future. Yeah, it's a nice promise of the future. And also, you, it's a big complication to add to the end of the movie. Of like, mm-hmm. oh, now there's Watts, too. Like, you want a one-on-one fight at the end. Mm-hmm. Though it was pretty obvious Hope was like... It was. We talked about that last week, it, that... Hope kept saying, like, it should just be me. I can do everything and better than this idiot. Yeah. And the only reason she isn't is really just because of an overprotective father. Mm. Like, but he learns his lesson by the end. I believe I read that Michael Douglas isn't signed to any future Marvel films. Nah, so Hank Pym might be gone. It was yeah. weird that they didn't kill him off. Like that's uh, kind of part like of course they, with old men and it seemed movies. like they did kill him off and then they reshot it to not kill him yeah, off. Yeah. But why close that door if you don't have to? Yeah, that's true. that's kind of the Marvel films mm-hmm. oath we've been seeing lately. Like every Marvel Studios film is like, well, but maybe this person didn't die. Mm-hmm. I think they should get a, they should rein it in a little bit. If you have a guy who needs to play a role to say two sentences, 
Maybe it doesn't have to be Martin Freeman. <laughs> Maybe you don't need him, him to do that. Uh, I am alive. OMG said, my favorite part was the fact that the movie actually got finished. Mm-hmm. My only problems are that even if for as much as there was, I would have liked to see more ant action and Wasp mm-hmm. getting explained out of the movie in a four second flashback annoyed me. I think he means specifically Janet Van Dyne. Uh, again, from wasp. my experience, I didn't expect to see her at all. So that was mm-hmm. a huge surprise. And I was, I felt really good about that. To the Matt Cave, <laughs> uh, to the Matt Cave says, "I love the reveal of what the abandoned Stark facility actually was. Mm-hmm. That whole scene with Ant and Scott, uh, uh, with the ants and Scott diving out of the plane, leading up to the reveal was great. And once the building was in sight, ah, that wonderful music, mm-hmm. loved it. That was really cool. He's like, well, it's not an abandoned thing anymore. Yeah, uh, Batman Boy Eleven said." I love the fa- Falcon stuff, Scott using his powers, Hank Pym, and the post credit scene. Didn't like the 20 minutes or so uh, of the 1989 S.H.I.E.L.D. scene. It was not that long. And the <laughs> villain wasn't all that, like most MCU villains show fa- so far. All Plus, Janet just being M.I.A. sucks. Mm. Sir Squinky says, for me, it was a scene where Ant-Man and Yellowjacket are trapped in a suitcase falling out of a helicopter. As a lifelong fan of The Cure, seeing that album pop up uh, on screen and and one of my favorite Cure tracks blast out of the speakers of the cinema during the Marvel movie was just way but too awesome. But did not play the actual song? That no, it, said it was the it was, actual song. It was Disintegration. I thought it wasn't. I thought what, it, was it that was said that, that made that happen? Because it was I think Siri he said Disintegration. He hit that. Siri or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah and it, he said, I believe he said Disintegration. And Yet played another subtle Apple plug in the Marvel <laughs> oh, universe. because I thought it was like Siri not working correctly mm. because it didn't. No, it worked very it. correctly. Siri yeah. can Siri can even hear a tiny ant-sized man say disintegration. <laughs> uh, Arc Knight two fifty six says. I finally felt satisfied by all the universe tie-in scenes. In most of the other MCU films, the references felt like over-easy Easter eggs. But Ant-Man <laughs> oh, was full of big, full of big plate scrambles wow. that really rewarded paying attention to every bit of content that Marvel has put out. Uh, Ant-Man, the two hundred dollars, <laughs> sir. You have won a trip to Denny's to get the Fantastic Four Grand Slammy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, woman does anybody want to go there and just film us ordering everything off the menu? Uh, Fantastic Four. I guess the four of us will each order one. Did you see? the terminator burger no like uh, it's at red robin oh, red robin i saw the commercial and yes. so i i went there and like the fact that it, it actually won it's being the ad is like an exoskeleton hand holding it bursting out of like fire and it's like <laughs> i would not eat that because it's in the hand of a robot yeah. that it is kill humanity. people yeah. eat this if you don't want to live <laughs> but the tagline is the tagline is literally like what's the most hack like you'll be back to Red Robin <laughs> in the same no it's the it's the slamtastic four hunger hunger it's, terminated right well the Sorry. thing the thing burger and all that stuff but like the, this Red Robin, the, the Red Robin the judgment day of all hamburgers yeah Ooh, oh, and yeah, it's like you did and I'm like so this that. is this this canon establishes that all the sinning burgers will be left on earth <laughs> with the with the terminator burger while all the other burgers ascend to heaven <laughs> like this this burger is what's going to decide the fate of all beef in the country <laughs> the fantastic four cheese omelet yes it's terrible <laughs> i i call the thing burger oh man i had a smog burger when they were doing all the hobbit yeah. i would love it if 
like the chef really fought for five. Was like, dude, this needs feta in it. It needs a party. I, I quit. <laughs> uh, tastes like ass. Uh, John Wahizel says, my favorite part was easily the whole breaking into the Avengers facility yeah, sequence. That was fun. I love Scott's reaction to seeing the Stark building that was now a base for the Avengers. Mm. And lastly, Fubar Jr. said, biggest disappointment was the main villain. It's mentioned that the pin particles he creates is causing him to go crazy, but he never shows any more or less emotion or paranoia throughout the film even when he grabs a gun to shoot uh, into a cloud of ants at range at night to shoot scott that he doesn't even know is in that cloud it's not an action of desperation it's a controlled calm effort he wasn't so much evil as just someone that was there to be the opposition yeah he was kind of i'm like his motivation was like oh he wants to be strong and he's gonna sell it to hydra and make money mm-hmm. but and I agree, but in the same sense, I also like that the stakes here was like, oh, man, if he gets away, that'll suck for someone later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than, oh, the whole planet's going to blow up or, you know, everyone's going to be get fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, it would said it was like, oh, this, that's why it felt like an Ant-Man story. It's like, yeah. this is a this is a fun aside mm-hmm. where there's only a cameo of a character from another movie with Falcon. I the, and I thought the actor was really good. Corey Stoll, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really good in House of Cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, no, he was awesome. Yeah. I just think he was a little weak as, as written. I think he he could he should have not died. Mm. Keep him around for another movie mm. where he can maybe expand on his character so a little bit more. So he gets like kind and... of a gruesome Disney-ish death of like being crushed to death by his own machine. Like, yeah. It's like a Disney villain. Yeah. Hoisted by your own petard. Also... In a pink room. I, I didn't get names uh, for him <laughs> because multiple people pointed this out, but... As we didn't know last week when we were saying the Michael Pena explaining stuff scenes felt the most Edgar Wright. Yes. It was since been shown in interviews that Peyton Reed, those were his scenes. He My says, mistake. He said, no, those totally feel like Edgar Wright scenes. Yeah. We all assume. I don't, think, I, don't like, think, I don't think he would have answered that had not everybody asked him a yeah. billion times. Well, because everybody, and I think he should have, it's good that he clarified that because everybody else is giving Edgar Wright. I, I think that sucks for Peyton Reed that people say like, oh, this great part of your movie, that couldn't have been you. That was <laughs> that was from that old thing and you just copied oh, it, right? Or Peyton like, Reed. I don't, yeah, you're right. That's not nice to Peyton and Reed. so, yeah, I I think it's good that he pointed it out and made it clear. But uh, all right, so. it's good that Peyton did. Man, that. I was going to do that. Next uh, I think I did it last week. So uh, you got to come right. on Talking Simpsons, my friend. Yeah, who cares? So this <laughs> uh, so this week's question of the week, we got to recast Gambit. Gambit's gone. Mm. So who would you cast as Gambit mm. right now? To, in the next uh, for his own solo film um, it wouldn't even have to cut only the sides of his hair mm-hmm. Kit Harrington. Uh, and he's dead on Game of Thrones I think he's coming back he's probably not let's put it that he didn't cut his hair uh-huh. he's on the shooting location now he looks exactly the same and he looks same. exactly the same yes it's a good chance however I'm pretty sure he's dead uh-huh, and, sure. The, and the books might have something to say about it Just, but I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> dead uh huh all right, that's a good one. Seriously, like tie the there. bandana up. He's got the he's got the yeah. uh, '90s gambit hair right there. Ah, that's Perfect. totally right. Yeah, he's though you need to you need to get in the sun a little bit more. Yes, though. and he, shave that mustache, that dirty, dirty facial hair. No working at Disneyland with that bullshit. Yeah, they they don't like facial hair. <laughs> the only guy who's allowed to have facial hair, Thor and RDJ. and RDJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, gee, boy, this is toughy. I. Hmm. You know, I just saw Magic Mike, so I want to say another co-star of Magic Mike, but uh, Kevin Nash. No, yeah, Kevin Nash. He'd be the greatest <laughs> Gambit ever. Uh, I think they need a youngish. No, the Gambit needs to be in his early thirties at least. Mm-hmm. He needs to have seen some shit. So me, Henry's. <laughs> 
uh, hey, why not? Yeah, why your, not? No, your uh, your counterpart in, right. in the Leif Schreiber. The reason why it didn't work before is because we didn't have a tubby and unattractive uh, gambit. <laughs> Now, Leif Schreiber, I think, can, he can show the weather-worn uh, uh, no. time of, <laughs> no. of Gambit. He's already in that universe. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> he is. That, that's he was a, in a movie with Gambit. At Sabretooth. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I forgot. There already was There's a fucking Gambit. Yeah, that guy was great. I like, totally, I honestly <laughs> forgot the existence of We did a commentary of track of Gambit. the movie. I still forgot all about it. <laughs> all right, let's bring that guy back. He's not done. Bring him back, man. Uh, I'm going to vote for Fandango. <laughs> ah. Yeah, that'd be good. Like you work with WWE films on it. Jesus. Well, Just since please uh, shut that down. It's quite a step up from the Leprechaun Origins movie. <laughs> My choice will be uh, since he did such a great Cajun accent on SNL, and he has need something to do. Adam Sandler. Oh. <laughs> no, but I was. He'll just play Cajun man as yeah. uh, as Gambit. I don't know why, but I was just thinking. How? I that's, was thinking of CM Punk for some reason. Dude, that's that's a good... Look, that's a good grizzled, bad, but yeah. also strong. Once he gets the shit kicked out of him in UFC, that's that's yeah, a good next yeah. step for the guy. Boy, I I feel like he'll just do one match and be like, oh, I got stomped. Like, yeah. I, I'm dead. He's 38. He's 38, man. No, they will book it. Like they, He'll have them against know, a tin can. Yeah, they, they know what they're... Like, oh, they said, I, like, they're not it's gonna... not It's not predetermined like wrestling, but you can tell they book it, like, for emotional... So they want yeah. him to win one, so they can at least make money yeah. twice. Well, what they, what Dana White has said, Dana White's like the right. Vince McMahon of UFC. He said that they're not just going to hire Miller yeah. style. Uh, <laughs> he's the Vince McMahon of. <laughs> he's not. They're not going to hire someone just to get beaten by him. It's going like whoever yeah. he's going to fight is going to be someone who has fought in UFC before, mm-hmm. at least somewhat recently. Mm-hmm. And if you if if CM Punk loses, he loses. Like they had a boxer a couple years ago that was in the same position where they're like, you're not going to hire somebody so you look good. Yeah, you can go to Bellator if you want that shit. Yeah. Well, but I mean, they can say that, Batista but I think and fight nobody. I do yeah. think there's a level of work going on of a, of a work going on yeah. in UFC. There's definitely, yeah. When it gets that much money involved, I think like they're not going to rig it and stage it, but they'll they'll. I feel like they'll manipulate some X Y coordinates mm-hmm. and make. Man, look, this thing lined up. Now, what happens in the ring? Who knows? Like, yeah. You know, but I, you know, actually, now I want to see CM Punk or Dean Ambrose. I think Dean Ambrose would be a better. Dean Ambrose has in, he's, he's got a oh. movie coming out, guys. And I said the rest, and he was good in the Terminator trailer that was, for the WWE two. Yeah, did you watch that, Brett? You gotta see. You gotta watch it. Oh, you got to. I rolled my eyes just like you just did. I saw the pictures. All right, but so who would you cast as Gambit now that Channing Tatum has quit? You're going to put the answer on the forum page. There'll be a link to it on this week's episode page. What are the plugs now, everybody? Uh, laser time this week. Um, what uh, Summer camp stuff. Wet yeah. Hot American Summer is coming out. Not a paid plug. Dave and I, Hank, I'm pretty sure is a huge fan. I love fan. Wet Hot American I love Summer that too, fucking I'm not movie. on this episode. Yeah. I love that movie. I love. I do think summer camp can be as formative, if not more, than school. It's mm-hmm. It's kind of like a two-month recess uh, where <laughs> yeah. kids can go a little more nuts there's less uh, regiment, regimented behavior uh, a lot of crazy stuff came out in that a lot of things like I didn't think I had in common with Tyler I'm really loving the stories people are saying and uh, we have a Patreon only show a Patreon exclusive show let yeah. me say that uh, called bonus time where we do like reflect the things that you have told us about. So I, I cannot wait to share those in next week's. Yeah. Uh, this week's was so much fun. Uh, yeah, it was my favorite one. Yeah. And by the way, guys, if you want to support us, if you like what we're doing and you like support us, there's the Patreon page, patreon.com slash laser time. Five bucks a month. You get bonus time, uh, talking Simpsons and uh, the Monday night movie, Monday night movie. We did star Wars episode one, the Phantom Menace. It is the only time that movie has been fun for me. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> making jokes the whole time. Yeah. I'm so glad uh, the people who joined us did. Thank you so much. Even the people, 
people who like sorry there are people like I had to bow out of this <laughs> like no boring. offense to you it's just like I can't sit here and watch this it is it, it Jar Jar is not the problem for the, no uh, there's for so many problems yeah it's like, so boring and like yeah. and it was hard watching it not to just paraphrase every red letter media that point I'd heard too yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I put effort in but we're doing for Monday Night Movies we uh, do a movie every Monday at usually 6 to 6.30 p.m. Pacific and we're gonna do all the Star Wars movie leading up to the uh, Force Awakens uh, premiere at December 15th but next week is Fantastic Four 2005 which I haven't seen in 10 years oh, so oh, I watched it I watched it again once and was like yeah Oh, I did too. I did too. I wrote a paper about it, about how bad it was for my English class. What? Um, yeah, in college. What? Yeah, I, I, it was. It was something about. But it came out in '05. Yeah, and I didn't graduate till '06. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, a little late. On, a little late on that. I was, I'm trying to remember. I, I was comparing it with another Marvel movie, and like what, what I went worked and what this this didn't. Spider Man. Maybe Spider Man. I mean, it ha- almost has to be. Yeah, that I or X two. It might have been X two actually. Blade um, or Blade. Man, two? I gotta find that fucking paper. I bet it sucks. Oh man, <laughs> some of my old papers. I'm like, you, uh, you would even give this a grade? Mm. This, is, this, is, this is trash. <laughs> well, Dave, we had, and this uh, is these are the people who get degrees. <laughs> Uh, well, Dave, there wasn't a new cheap podcast this week. Yeah, but. well, there was a new cheap podcast commentary. <laughs> if you donate at the ten dollar level on Patreon, we do uh, every other week. We do a wrestling match commentary. This time around, we did uh, the recently infamous Hulk Hogan against Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2005. Not only is it notable because Hulk Hogan's in it and he's a big racist. It's also, also it's a hilarious match. Yeah, uh, Shawn Michaels fl- like flops around like a superhero would. Uh, Shawn Michaels is giving him such an flopping. fu yeah. in that match by overdoing it. It's so so great. it's so fun to watch just from that perspective. But then we also rag on Hulk Hogan for a whole mm-hmm. whole bunch of it. And speaking of Hulk Hogan, uh, we, we've been doing you know as we do <laughs> we do a lot of streams every week. Uh-huh. We so streamed, many great new streams on YouTube. one of the games we streamed this week was WWE 2K15. Yeah. We pit six Hulk Hogans against each other in a <laughs> match. Uh, the, that's Hulk Hogan DLC. They've since they've now removed. Yeah, you it can't, is unavailable. You can't get it anymore. Can never get it. Man. This might be the only way to see him. I think the only way. Period. You've ever seen him wrestle as Mr. Nanny. Yeah. And it's still one of the funniest uh, things I've ever seen. A great moment. And in Brett? And we, we also did oh. WarioWare yeah. uh, and... Um, Mario Tennis, Mario Tennis, King's Quest. But I most want to recommend King's Quest and Tembo because I think those are two excellent games that are not being talked about as much as they They're should. They're brand new games and nobody's yeah. talking... Not enough people are talking I li- about I really like Rocket League too. Yeah. But relax. It's free. Everybody has it. Not Tem- anymore, man. It's not, any- it's not free anymore? It's not anymore, man. Well, yeah. I, well I guess soon. Well, the month soon. will be up soon. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they announced... Well, you can. They announced the August games, um, but that Tembo is the best Sonic game in years. Uh, it's like it's like the best Sonic game in years in the style uh, art style of a Nickelodeon promo from the nineties. <laughs> well, meanwhile, was d- it was it preempted by a Levi's big jeans? No, and yeah. King's Quest. I had no history with the series at all. It is the most charming, beautiful thing I've seen. Yeah, in it's a really charming, long time. whimsical. It's got Christopher Lloyd's voice. It's it's a, it's a telltale game. Is um, he about to die? Yeah, oh, yeah. Just sounds. to fall over. But it's it's he tells the story like the Princess Bride. It's like a telltale game if characters didn't move like marionettes. Yeah, uh, they move like actual really animated characters. Characters by Don Bluth. It's beautiful. I, I can't recommend King's Quest enough. So yeah. weird. Check out the first chapter, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brett. 
Well, you have any? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. say Yoshi's Island. Uh, yes, we do VG Empire. VG Empire is a video game music podcast. Uh, VGEmpire.com and on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. We recently did a Yoshi's Island episode with Henry uh, that covered not just Yoshi's Island, but also Yoshi's Story, Yoshi's Cookie, Yoshi's Safari, mm-hmm. Yoshi's Tetris Attack. <laughs> Tetris Attack, which was the surprise you know, joint Such in there because the music's super good. Yeah. Uh, and the one before that, we did one about like Double Dragon series. Um we're actually getting close to episode 100. Ooh. We've got some stuff planned. And basically, uh, when that posts, that will almost be four years to the day of this show. Well, it'll, be, ju- it'll be just shy of four years of, of, VG, of VG Empires, which is also pretty much in line with when Laser Time started. Mm-hmm. Laser Time's like a month or so ahead of... Uh, it will we'll hit 200 by the end of the year, I believe. Ooh, boy. Yeah, yeah, I know our fans really want to see something we do hit episode 200. We really <laughs> did like episode that. 200. Wasn't it like the fourth that's right. one? We yeah. did. Oh, that's right. We did two episodes. <laughs> yeah, we did uh, 200 talking radars. It was that's great. right. Oh, classic. <laughs> it was great. Classic. Did that top seven trees I, t- I, I threatened <laughs> yeah. to do for years and... We had Dan on. And it was yeah. good, good times. Good yeah, times. Good times. Um, oh, also, you guys did VGA. There's a video game apocalypse show. Yeah. Uh, you talked one. about video games this week. I uh, was not point and click adventures that deserve reboots and a bunch of talk. A bunch of talk about King's Quest. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And a really cool. I think Brett sent it our way. That clip of Ian McKellen yeah. talking about video games. Oh, did you guys was, play that? Yeah, I did. Oh, it's I so it was great. Amazing. This way, Hobbits. <laughs> this, this, this way, way Legolas. Legolas. This way, Legolas. This way, everybody. Yeah. How much he hated it, but he's also just like, well, uh, oh, get some the way nice video I, game I, money. I, 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 I lovely video game money for the games game. people like to play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's, like, it's so hard to get mad at you, uh, McKellen. Yeah, but then he ends the show, and the, the interviewer's like, and he's like, I'm sorry to end it on such a downer, but they don't pay us very well anymore. And he's <laughs> like, it's, it's strange. Well, thank you, paid. Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's very strange they don't pay you for the work you do. Poultry salmon never sound like that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, you can listen to that. All those great things on the Laser Time Podcast Network, lasertimepodcast.com, patreon.com slash lasertime. And until next week, Excelsior! Excelsior!